Hi, welcome to Tommywa OUN Podcast. Thanks for downloading, and as you listen, you are guaranteed an encounter with the word. James chapter 1, verse 5 to 8. James chapter 1, from verse 5 to 8. James chapter 1, from verse 5 to 8. If any of you lack wisdom, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives all liberally, without reproach, and it will be given to him, to the person who asks. But let him ask in faith, with no doubt, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from God, from the Lord. Let that man not suppose, because you doubt. You're doubting in your heart. He said he's like a double, he is not even like, he is a double-minded man, unstable in his ways. Now give me James chapter 3, from verse 13 to 17. James chapter 3, James chapter 3, from verse 13. To 17. Who is wise and have understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom, in the appearance of wisdom, in the capacity of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, that's selfishness. Do not boast and lie against the truth. The next verse. This wisdom does not descend from above. So now he's going to tell us the kinds of wisdom that emanates on the surface of earth. He said, but some wisdom are earthly. Some are sensual emotions. Some are demonic. Doesn't even have to be witchcraft. It's just demonic. Verse 16. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So that's a good place to tell you that if your environment is surrounded with so much evil, it means there's an absence of the wisdom of God. Because an environment that is filled with envy, self-seeking, selfishness, and all of that stuff, all kinds of evil happens there. Verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above, first of all, it is pure. It's peaceable. It's gentle. It's willing to yield. It's full of mercy. Without partiality. And without hypocrisy. It's first pure. It's peaceable. Gentle. Willing to yield. The wisdom of God puts you in a position that you want to do the will of the Father. It's not impartial. It does not act on the platform of insincerity. Now let's go to Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call to me. Call to me. I would answer you. And show you the great and mighty things. That you don't know. Some of us think that we have what it takes to figure out the challenges or solve out the situation. Just like when somebody told me, he said, you are never going to be the savior of your family once the real savior is absent. Just like some of you that try to solve situations in your house and you realize that the thing bounced back on you. It bounced back on me several times. That's why I'm always very careful when I'm counseling people. I don't put it in my mind that what I said to you is what exactly you do because people have a mind of their own. Some people just even want to compare what you're saying with what God is saying and with what they are saying. So it's three comparison. And at the end of the day, they do what they want to do. And they try to blame God or they blame the pastor. Where the pastor tells you that, I don't see light in this relationship. You're like, no, pastor, I can convert him. Pastor, he follows me to church. Listen, I've said it before and I said it last Sunday or previous Sunday. You won't find a husband and wife in church. You'll never find one. Just in case you're coming to church so that God can show you your partner. You won't find one in church. So, Pastor, where will I find a husband or a wife? In the Lord. Not in church. Not in church. 
There are pastors who beat their wife and still comes to the altar and does deliverance service. And the wife is back there shouting amen. In fact, the children are at the back and say, see your year, Baba, see your year, Father. I'm telling you stuff. So you don't say, I've got that, that, that's why you need to define the extent and the intentions of your relationship with God. I know very well that he did a miracle for you is why you accepted him. But you will not need a miracle to sustain your relationship with him. Somebody said to me, I'll never forget, a great minister of the gospel. He said, Tomiwa, if you need a miracle to marry that girl, then you need a miracle to sustain the marriage. I held on to that word and I said, wow. You know what it means? Waking up every morning and praying, God, don't let this marriage crash. That means you are... See, once you have that fear that this thing will crash, it eventually crash. Call on me, I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Let me first establish to you this morning that ignorance is never an excuse. Even in the court of law, ignorance is never an excuse. So riding on the wings of ignorance, it leads to no destination. You keep riding on the wings of ignorance. I, I, when, when, I, when I was on, on, uh, uh, still attending Christ's embassy, Pastor Chris will always tell us, you, there is nothing like whatever will be, will be. As a matter of fact, as beautiful as your destiny is, you determine 80% of it. As beautiful as it, you determine 80%. In fact, in most cases, you determine 90. Maybe you want to tell God you are wise. You determine 90. But never you say, no, I give the 90 to God and I take... If I, let's, 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 let's do the math. God is asking for tithe. How many percent is he asking? 10. The rest of the 90 is with who? It's with you. So that's a good place to say that 90% of what will make your destiny beautiful lies on your hands. 10% is just for God. See, I say, I surrender it all to God. Whatever will be, will be. Don't be fooled by that. Uh, it's not even a Christian song. Whatever will be, will be. No. You determine so much. So riding on the wings of ignorance is a trip to no destination. And every mismanaged opportunities will always lead to struggles. I said it to you last Sunday. There is nothing like, oh, I lost an opportunity. God will bring it back. No, he's bringing something new. He's bringing something new. So every opportunity that you mismanage, will always lead to struggle now I see why parents instill the values for education because they know that what, when you have what it takes to sustain yourself in the society it's just a matter of time your life will pick the right picture no matter what any human being wants to do to assist you the first thing they ask of you is your qualification what can you do that's one question that should never leave your mind that if God is even going to help me what can I do Oh, pastor, I need help. What can you do? No matter your qualification, even when you go for interviews, the HR will still ask you, what are you bringing to the table? I know very well you have a master's, you have PhD in psychology. What can you bring to the table? That you have PhD is not enough. That you have a master's is not enough. That you're a professor in something is not enough. What can you bring to the table? Engaging with the wrong words will always lead to frustration. I've been in the midst of arguments several times and I'm trying to prove my point. I end up getting frustrated at the end of the day. Especially when you're talking to somebody who is pretty much a fool. You're trying to make the person see the reason why you're saying this, but the person is not just getting it. You just get frustrated. Frustration can lead to depression. Frustration can lead to suicide. So frustration can even lead you to abandon that which is good and go for that which is bad. Have you not found somebody who has had difficulties in getting married? He just goes for the house girl. He goes for anybody his mother brings to him and says, ha, you are 45, you must marry by force. I saw one girl in the village. He doesn't have a choice. He's been through life. He's been through life. What happened to the prodigal son? He's been through so much and he made a conclusion. He said, he said let me just go back and be a servant. That's what frustration can do. Understanding that life is a mystery will help you to pay attention to every details that ignites a beautiful destiny. So this morning I'm teaching on what I've titled winning with the right words. Somebody say winning with the right words. 
say loud and clear, say winning with the right words. Underestimating the value of wisdom is top gear manifestation of foolishness and bondage. You underestimate what the wisdom, another word for wisdom of God actually means the mindset of God. Not principles, the mindset. The principles is what you emanate when you've embraced the mind of God. So the wisdom of God, the moment you underestimate it, you just set up yourself for foolishness, frustration, shame, or whatever you could think of. Everything that neglects the wisdom from above is clear demonic manipulation. And you saw it in the scripture I read to you, that we have all kinds of wisdom. That's demonic wisdom. So you neglect the wisdom that is from above. You signed up for witchcraft manipulation. That's why you are the type that they can bring any kinds of object to you. You are the type that they tell you that, oh, before this course can go over your head, go and dance naked on the street. All kinds of things. Not just the ones you see in African magic. I tell people that many of the things you see on TV are actually real. Many stories are from the compilation of different people's experience. Carry sacrifice in the middle of the night to if only the people that carry the sacrifice knows that it's mad men that eat it at the end of the day or hungry men like us walking at night somebody is surprised if you open some people's past record they've eaten more sacrifice than eating in the restaurant it's honest truth honest truth honest truth especially if you go to schools like Lautec go to schools like Agor sacrifice is everywhere good food Balanced diet. The only thing is that they don't put drink, so you'll find the drink yourself. And you sit down. You know when they give you free meal, you're not paying. No ticket, no debit from your account. Bald egg, three. Momoy, eh? Fish, that's what it means by Jakika. In fact, some, they tell you that the gods are so hungry, they put turkey, chicken, goat meat. And you sit with that. Believe you me, you have, you have a blessed week. Everything that neglects the wisdom from above is clear demonic manipulation. James chapter 3 verse 15 clearly tells us the kinds of wisdom that exist. There's earthly wisdom, intellectual wisdom, there's devilish wisdom or demonic wisdom and there is also what we call the wisdom from above. Earthly wisdom speaks about the opinions of men. What a man has to say. What a man has to say. That's why it's a good place for me to counsel ladies a whole lot. Never you take counsels from your marriage, from your friends that are not even married. They have nothing to say. They have nothing to say. And you that you are trusting God for a job, and you are taking counsel from somebody that does not have a job. I'm telling you stuff. I've seen stuff. Who can sell you this way? He's my uncle. Who is your uncle? He's at home. What does he do? Nothing. And you took cancer. Took cancer. Surrounding yourself with the opinions of men will always attract depression. Surrounding yourselves with the opinions of men, it will always attract depression. So now you see the reason why you're always depressed. Because you're surrounded with the opinions of men. Just like Reverend Sam will say, that beauty is a human perception. I've seen a lot of people that have won Miss World or Miss Nigeria. There are better women that are more beautiful than them. In fact, the very first time I saw Agbani Derego, that was when I was very young. And I said, this one, Miss World. You need to see how skinny she was. And she won it. I looked at my mom, look at Agbani Derego. I said, are we okay? I looked at my pastor's wife then, and Agbani Derego. I said, are we normal? Because it's clear. It's written between your eyes. In fact, as at that time, she won Miss World. I think the president, the first lady then was Stella Obasanjo. Stella Obasanjo was more beautiful than Agbani Derego. So it's a perception. So somebody has once told you, nothing good can come out of you. And that becomes your thought for the rest of your life, you will leave out the person's opinion. You leave it out. 
Sometimes you need to delete the opinions of men you are surrounded with. I've opened somebody's diary before and I said, ah, why are all these things? He said, these are things that people have sent concerning me. So each time I go back to them and I turn them to prayer point. Why will you turn the opinions of men to prayer point? That means you have nothing to communicate about. That means you're foolish. You're telling God, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to report my brother to you. My brother said, I lack wisdom. Father, give me wisdom. You see why the scripture talks about it? He said, don't ask for a selfish ambition. So you want to prove to your brother that you're wise. And guess what? You'll never have it. You'll never have it. That's why he never said concerning the barren that you should gather all those that have mocked you and release them to God. He said, barren, rejoice. Convert their thoughts of you and convert it to a testimony. Convert it to a, 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 a praise song. Convert it to a testimony. Convert it to a thanksgiving note. Sing of it. The Bible never said, I will sing of the opinions of men. He said, I will sing of the goodness of God, whether you've seen it or not. So be careful of the kind of things you sing as well. Why, why are you telling God that one? I'm the one that like people have thought I can never make it. Now I've made it. And you are telling God that. Surrounding yourself with the thoughts of your past will always attract action. I'm telling you how hardship comes in. You see somebody with good potentials and tell them, can't you go for this? And you say, no, no. Hmm. A few years ago, if you know what happened to me, I can't try this thing. In fact, sometimes I've not come to realize in life that when, when, when people shout, my past, my past, it's technically not their past, but somebody's experience that they embraced as their past. How old are you that you have a past? You are 15 and you have a past. Really? You are 10 and you have a past. 10, past. Maybe your past birthdays is what you're talking about. Maybe you wish you did it better. But come on. That's what my grandma would say. My grandma would say, how old are you? And you are saying you have seen life. Somebody will come to you and say, Ha, Pitons, 21. I've seen life. Life has showed me. What has life showed you at 21? I'm not saying you could have gone through some stuff in life, but you cannot compare what life has showed you at 21 to what life has shown somebody who is 60 something and is still making every means to achieve something in life. Winning with the right words. Never suspend God's word to you for the opinions of men. Never suspend it. Whatever you said concerning you is what you should hold on to. I say it again. That's what you should hold on to. The accreditation of men can never stand the validation of God. I say it again. The accreditation of men can never stand the validation of God. The accreditation of men can never stand the approval of God. If God has said a thing, man cannot change it. Man cannot change it. Especially when he has said it concerning you. The thoughts I have for you are thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you an expected end. You know what an expected end is? It means that that thing you've dreamt about, as beautiful as much as you've embraced it, I'll bring it to pass for you. I'll be a good father. Believe you me, you can lose as many possible child in the journey of your life. God will ensure that there is someone left that will booster that definition of good fatherhood to you. It will ensure there's someone left. I'm sure there's someone left. That's why I keep telling you, church, that no matter what the devil takes from you, God always ensures that there is one thing left that can bounce you back up. There's always one thing left intellectual wisdom it speaks about acquired knowledge learning is limited to the discovery of man you can't you can't learn beyond what is written in the books you can't learn beyond what is written on the board you can't learn beyond what is what is visual to you on youtube you can't learn beyond what your professors or your lecturers tell you in class you can do your research but even research is limited Engagement with divinity exposes you to what you don't know. Somebody asked me, said, Pete Thomas, how, 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 how did you start ministry? I can't tell you how I started. 
how have you has the Lord helped you thus far I can't tell you all I just know is that I've surrendered my will and I've embraced this will so whatever I'm doing to you might look like a mistake but it's giving me good credit I don't need your pass mark his credit is enough so just in case you're here and you're trying to impress man that's the reason why you're depressed who is man that you want to impress the same people that will come to your church and tell you that ah Peter has preached that was the word you preached right they will go behind you and be comparing you to pastors what did God say to Gideon Gideon said no he said God let's think this thing well let's think this thing well look at the people we are combating we don't even have enough armies now you are telling me to reduce to reduce to reduce and God said I will help you Gideon you know what let me let you spy to hear what the enemies that you want to combat are saying I said it before and I'll say it again if you hear what your enemies thinks of you you wake up from your bed you wake up is this not me that they said several times that I had asthma but every time I get to school and they ask me to feel the disease I have, I write it, no disease, fine. My mom will slap my head. I said, put asthma there. I said, mom, I don't have it. She said, put it there, put it there. In fact, my mom was so terrible that she would go and meet the principal. She said, he has asthma. So when they are sweeping the class, it should not be there. He has asthma. There are times they've taken me out of the assembly ground. So it was obvious. He's asthmatic, he's asthmatic. Until one day I saw that the fastest runner in my school was asthmatic and was carrying inhaler. I said, what? You have asthma? I said, yes. But I go everywhere with inhaler. I said, wow. So I made up my mind. I started doing every sport I could. I started doing it. Did they bring the attacks? Yes, it did. But the more I did not see myself in that place, that was how my healing came about. See, they said concerning me, I'm a failure. Let me tell you something. Statistics has proven that most successful men are people that were condemned failures. I'm not asking you to go back to your school and tell your registrar that I'm done. My destiny is bigger than school. Let me go out. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But there must be something that must have been said about you. There must be something that you desire. There must be something that must have been painted to you. Do you know how many parents are using mighty men of value, whether in the Christian society or in the hopeful society, as prayer point? In fact, some of us even sing it in church. I want to be rich like this person. I want to be wealthy like this person. I wish my daughter is like this person. If only you can compare their stories. The rule of relevance is not in the acquisition of values. It's the acquisition of values that is priceless. The rule of relevance is the acquisition of values that is priceless. Once your value can have a price tag, then you're limited. Once your value have a price tag, you're limited. Once people can put a price tag on you, you're limited. That's why when I was paying for my wife's diary, they told me loud and clear, that's not our water. Because I told some people in marriage counseling that your bad diary does not pass 2K. If you don't know what 2K is, that's 2,000 error. It's only in Hebrew, they can ask for 2 million. In Awusa, it is beaten. Is it Awusa or Fulani? They beat people. In fact, I would prefer that one. Don't want to say, Pastor, why? Beating. Yes. You beat me 36 to marry a lady. Then she, she will come back and tell you what I will do to myself. Yes. So don't just say, ah, I paid 2,000 around your head. That's your word. That's not the word. So even when you offer services and they pay you particular kinds of mammon, don't make it a price tag. You're priceless. Somebody say, I'm priceless. priceless. Beat your chest, say, I'm priceless. I'm priceless. You're priceless. Don't let people put a price tag on you. They're limiting you. They're limiting you. The same James talks about the devilish wisdom. That's craftiness from the pit of hell. The best offer from the devil looks very flashy, but it leads to destruction. There is nothing the devil gives to you, it leads to destruction. I had a conversation with my mom. I said, no matter how much the devil makes you look beautiful, you end up in shame. No matter how much he makes you look beautiful, you end up in shame. 
That's why it's very good to be careful of where you get your wealth from. There's a God that gives wealth and does not have sorrow. Listen, I like how God used to express himself in the scripture. He tells you what he can do. And he's saying it ahead of time so that you can make a choice. Because the devil too gives wealth. In fact, the devil's wealth comes very fast. You can renew the devil's wealth. You do money ritual today, if I, you know my story. The guy said you'll be renewing every 20 years. It's possible. And just in case somebody's thinking here that the lifespan of wicked people used to get cut short. Okay. Don't make me mention one guy that has done Nigeria a lot of havoc. He's still alive to today. So don't assume shortness of life for, ah, she must be wicked. That's why God took her life. No. I've defined long life to you. Once you've achieved what God has said concerning you, you're done. You're done. If you achieved it at 30, 31, like Jesus, you're done. You're done. If you achieve it as 10, you're done. If you achieve it as 2, you're done. Say, so, Father, I must live long. Ah, 90, 95. Doing what? You can't live, you can't outlive his plan for you. You can't. You must live according to the script he has written for you. Must live according to the script. A wisdom that echoes destruction can never bring victory. A wisdom that is branded with evil, it always comes with shame. Now you can see the thin line between your struggles. How come I'm trying this, I'm trying this, but I end up being disgraced? It's because your wisdom is not coming from above. A wisdom that opposes the truth of God's word will never ignite a forever winning life. Because the, the God's plan that I know that is concerning and related to your life is that you win every day. It's that you win every day. You see that on the course of my teaching. Every single day it gives you a daily bread. It means it's expected of you to win and achieve on a daily basis. So if something is wrong, then check the kind of wisdom that has been applied. So your relevance is not in your presence but in your impute. And victory is never by chance, but it's by the tools of engagement. Victory is never by chance. Hey, pastor, I won today. It's not by chance. You did something. That's why I tell you in church that when people come to share their testimony, ask, see, after service, go back and meet them. Say, as beautiful as your testimony was, tell me how God did it. Tell me how God did it. Just like somebody trusted God for the food of the womb and said, the God that answers Sarah is my God. The God that answered Hannah is my God. That does not stop you from doing the right thing when you get back home. If Nabalist will give you a, 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 a portion or a substance to drink that will get you break, break now, he will tell you that after you've taken this substance, you have seven days, you must sleep with your husband. So there, there, there are always tools of engagement. How did you get the job? Did the job just come to meet you? Even though the job came to meet you on the platter of gold, you still had to attend an interview. I'm sure you did not express foolishness there. You were cool and calm. They asked you question two plus two. You didn't say 42. They asked you what's your name. You didn't say my name's on the certificate. Now can't you see it? You won't say that. Never engage life with ignorance. Engage life with the right words. You can always win. When you engage with the right word. So never underestimate the power of right words. And that leads me to say that you should never underestimate the place of prayer. And pretty much that's going to be my emphasis for today. Prayer. The true definition of prayer is not the hurtering or the murmuring of words. It's communication. Complete communication with divinity. You're speaking to God, he's speaking to you. In fact, it's been proven, according to scriptures, that in a place of prayer, you do more of listening than talking. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I surrender my will to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, that job is mine. I pray as I go out today. He has not even asked you to go out. Some people narrate what they want their experience to be. So if it does not turn out, they will say, God did not permit it. No. There's a thing that God permits. That's the thing. And stop praying prayer like, Father, if it's your will, let it come to pass. Stop it. Stop it. Stop trying to tie God's hands. Stop trying to pray with sympathy. 
Father, I really like the girl, but if it's your will, let it come to pass. Tell him what you want. I like the girl. This is the plans I have for the girl. Then he will tell you, good plans, but your life will cut short. He will tell you. He will tell you. Or you can say, ah, good plans. She will do you well, but she will be your Lord. You will be under. He will tell you. I will say, ah, good plans. Go ahead, my God. That was what David did. Should I go after them? He said, yes, pursue. Overtake them. I recover all. The Father God, if you don't give out to me, then I, then I will know it's not your will. Stop, staying, stop praying like that. Stop praying like that. You're not kindergartens. You're not toddlers. Say, Daddy, if you don't give me chocomila, I won't go to school. Don't go to school. Stay at home. I've determined in my own mind that when I raise my children, they won't put me on condition. You put me on condition. Daddy, that's the school I want. Tell me why you want to go to that school. And because our neighbors go there. Okay, what if the neighbor changes tomorrow? So we'll change school again. Oh, let's redefine them. And mommy, I'll not go to church if you not buy me uniform. Then don't go. We did those stuffs. It landed us in trouble. Only to now realize that the values that was emanated in church for that very day, you missed out. Most of the days I missed church, those were the days they shared food. True prayer is not the hottering of words, but co complete communication with divinity. What's communication? That's complete exchange and transmission. Complete exchange, not halfway. Not halfway. Not halfway. Look at 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Can we have it? 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Very popular scripture. He said, If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, that's wisdom. So somebody just takes this scripture and says, if my people are called by my name, and pray and seek my face, I will talk. No, there's a condition there. What's the condition? You must be humble. Humility tells you that you're not placing your conditions before him. Your placing is valid before your conditions. If they will humble themselves and pray, not just pray, while praying, what would they do again? They seek my face. That's why when you go to churches like Anglican, Methodist, or CAC, they tell you that do not pray when your Bible is missing. They are literally saying the truth. They are saying the truth. Because the more you pray, you should engage with God's word. But obviously, I know you can't be carrying your Bible everywhere. Even though it's pocket Bible, some people don't even have. I don't have a pocket Bible. My pocket Bible is my phone. Pray. Seek my face. Not just seek my face. While you are seeking my face, what should they do again? Turn, 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 turn. Tell your neighbor, say turn. Say turn. Turn from your wicked ways. Your wicked ways does not mean you are a witch. Your wicked ways does not mean you are a wizard. Your wicked ways could just be that you harbor bitterness in your heart. Your wicked ways might just mean that you are envious of somebody. Listen, when you are envious of somebody, it means that you doubt if God can give you something better. I don't like that sister in church. Why? She's always coming to church with bones straight. That means you will never have one. That means you'll never have one. I don't like that brother in church. This is the only one using iPhone 14. Only God knows where God is money from. That, you will never have the money to buy it. It's not a cost. If you see something good, admire it. And let your admiration be sincere. That's why I love ladies more than guys. Guys are never sincere. If a lady likes what you're wearing, she will compliment it, take a picture. She will keep calling you. Can you borrow her? In fact, she will borrow and not return. She's praying that you never remember the wig. But a guy does not know how to tell you all of that stuff. Rather, what is a guy looking? He's painting you bad. A guy is thinking about to go and steal to oppress you. Ladies don't have time for oppression. I'm telling you the truth. Well... As far as I'm concerned, I'm the lead pastor. So it's, it's whatever I tell you that you listen to. Don't put your energies in the wrong thing. Don't put it. They ask some few folks, that, ah, why, 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 this church, they your neighborhood, why don't you want to go? Say, ah, that church, the paparazzi church, everybody use BB cars. Listen, go, see, 
see, if, where, if you know where you're going to relate to people that have gone there. Relate to people that have gone there. If you're planning to travel a lot, ask those who have traveled. So you'll not be like those that get there eventually and they send them back. I'm telling you the truth. Some people have estimated their time to go to Canada and they finally found themselves in Australia. Why? Because it's a thin line. When you get to the airport, it says to immigration. Or sometimes it says to customs. Or sometimes it says uh, to the country border. There's also another exit. It's like, like this, left, right. The other one says transit. That means you are still going. If you enter that lane, transit, and you've gone to where you're going to, they'll treat you like a criminal. They'll treat you like a criminal. You are going to Canada, you saw it there, to Canada immigration. Sometimes they write it in Spanish, in English, in Italy. You now saw another one say, transit. Transit will not even say, keep going. You say, ah, let me try this one. Let me see what's there. Ask questions. No matter any point of entry you get into, they ask you, what's your destination? Who are you going to meet in that country? Does that person know you are coming? Some people have gotten outside the country and they slept on the street for months until somebody of their ethnicity found them. Say, I, I want to keep it from pastor. I want to keep it from church. I don't want anybody to know that I'm going to Ghana. No, but you will suffer. You will suffer. The very first time I ever came back to Lagos, and I'm telling you guys the honest truth, came back to Lagos. I came in very, very late. So I went to somewhere around Ogba. Ogba is almost very close to the airport. So I got there. I just asked the bike man, take me to any hotel. Not bike man, the, the cab guy. He said, take me to any hotel. Apparently maybe because the guy saw that I came with one bag because I don't like to carry load. So the guy said, any hotel, Abby? I said, yes. He said, let me take you to one that is very popular around this area. So he took me to the hotel. So I got there. I said, give me the best room. He said, the best room we have is 7-5. I was excited. The ah, 7-5. In my mind, I was like, wow. I will show Nigerians that I have money. This 7-5 room, I can do 50 days here. I have the money. So I paid. Of course, you know what the 7-5 room could look like. I was battling with mosquitoes and all of that stuff all through the night. Very good. So the very first time, a friend of mine said, tomorrow next time we are coming to Nigeria, these are hotels you can lodge. I didn't ask the price. So I went to renters. I'm telling you a true story. Got in front of the reception. Before I even asked, let me see the price list of your room. I said, do you have any room between the range of 7,500 to 10,000? The lady looked at me like, are you fine? Because even a driver's room is not 10,000 in the Orientals. Beloved, I didn't sleep there that night. I ended up in my cousin's house. Because what I used to do is when I travel and come back, I always want to spend a night in a hotel before visiting people. Because I went there with the mindset of, it should be not more than seven, five, ten thousand. Because the guy took me to a very popular hotel that was seven, five. So I was picturing that at all at all renters, ten thousand. If I'm not mistaken, the lease room in that place would not be nothing less than a hundred and one fifty. So just in case you want to lodge, think where. Think. 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 It's not a bad one here that you find seven, five. humble themselves pray seek my face engagement with scriptures and turn from their wicked ways see once you've done all these templates then you see what the scripture it says then God will hear from heaven so the reason why some of you prayer request has not reached the heaven is because you've not completed the schools you've humbled yourself good enough you're praying good enough you've sought the scriptures good but have you turned from your wicked ways? Some things that include wicked ways is even selfishness. Father, change my level. I didn't like the way Peter spoke in church today, that nobody drops money in tithe and offering. Change my level. Let me show that pastor that you can bless this Ibadan boy. Wicked ways. Wicked ways. 
I've seen neighborhoods where the landlord is praying that the tenant will never buy a car. Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. In fact, there are landlords that give you a condition that as you are, rent, as you are taking rent in this house, you can't bomb more than two. You can't bomb more than three. I'm telling you. Some even give conditions. You can't go for video. You can't have more than one car. You see how people have been limited. So you find out that. Praise God. If you use what God has given to you to oppress people, you might not pay for it. It might be your children. It might be your children. That you have a car today does not mean people will not have a car. Recently, my wife was just telling me that if only the highs of Nigerians people can open and understand that car is not luxury, it's a privilege. It's not luxury. Whether it's Lamborghini, whether it's Ferrari, whether it's Omar, or whatever it is, it's the same road will pass. And the more I see your Lamborghini that is oppressing people, the more I will intentionally bash you from behind. It's the same road. There's no special road for Lamborghini. There's no special road for Ferrari. So your mind of mind, you are going on the road and you expect everybody to just come out of the car and salute you. Yes, sir. It's your children. Go and find out those who did not know how to manage wealth well. Their children are the ones paying for it today. Especially in this city, when they mention some names to you and they tell you who their grandfather was, their grandchildren does not look like it. Say, ah, was that not your father that has that estate at Elebu? Ha, ah, where are you living now? Say, I'm squatting with a friend. Estate, Elebu, squatting. Does not make sense. Because they didn't turn from their wicked ways. Even the scripture says that the tree the father plants is the son that will eat the fruit of it. So be careful of what you're planting. Be very careful. Be careful of the impression you are creating to people. Some people's helpers are far away from them. Some people's helpers are even close to them. But you are showing your helpers like you don't need help. Can I be honest with you? I'm the lead pastor of THN. I need help. I need help. Say, uh, say, uh, uh, you know, like, like my pastor in Houston would say, he said, many of us, you have say, ah, brother John, how are you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. The Lord is faithful. He's marvelous in our side. He's been guiding me on every step. I win victoriously. No issues. Pastor, we're perfectly fine. Yet, it's suffering. I wish you can greet me and say, how are you doing? Pastor, hmm. Pastor, I'm just hopeful. But things are not really looking at what I'm hopeful. I understand. How are you doing? Pastor, I'm blessed and I live. The Lord is marvelously gracious. I used to tell my wife, once people confront me like that, ah, Pastor, God is faithful. Ah, God has been doing marvelous things. And your landlord is about to throw you out. He's doing marvelous things. Your child has not paid school fee. He's doing marvelous things. You now message me at night. Pastor, I really didn't want to fully tell you what was going on. Ah, may you not miss opportunity where help should have been surrendered. Don't miss it. Now, I'm not saying you tell all your problems. But be like the disciples that ask Jesus, he said, Baba, Come. I'll show you in the scripture when I keep teaching. Say, Baba, come. We see what John the Baptist do. Teach us to pray. Teach us. We see how John teaches his people. Teach us. The disciples were the ones going out on the street, seeing things. As a matter of fact, there was one time they said, they said, they said God, come. What spirit do you operate with? We see how the disciples of John are healing people. Tell us how to do it. And what did he say? He said, these ones cannot go out if you don't pray and fast. He said, this one cannot surrender if you don't believe. He was teaching them. They were saying things. See, when you see things, ask questions. My grandmother would say, when you see a thing, ask a question. But don't see and just touch. See, ask questions. Then I would hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. Teach us to communicate. It talks about intentionality. Teach us to communicate. Talks about intentionality. Now, teach us how to pray. It talks about pretense. And I'll show you that. Look at Luke chapter 11, verse 1 to 4. Luke 11 from verse 1 to 4. Luke 11 from verse 1 to 4. Let's have it on the screen. Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11 from verse 1 to 4. He said, now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. When he ceased, when he was tired, when he was resting. Then one of the disciples, not all of them, one of the disciples came to him and said to him, Lord, do what? Teach us to pray. Why did they say teach us to pray? As John also taught his disciples. Talking about John the Baptist. And Jesus went ahead to teach them. He said, so he said to them, when you pray, 
When you communicate, say our Father in heaven. That's relationship. Hallowed be thy name. That's surrender. Not just in a relationship with you, but I surrender. I bow to you. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on her. So before I render my request to you, whatever you have to say has value. As it is in heaven. Verse 3. Verse 3. Give us this day. Give us day by day our daily bread. So every single day, give us what it will take us to win. Not give us bread. Then we'll come back to you for give us daily. Another chapter says, give us our daily bread. Give us our winning tools. That's why it's a good place to tell you that if you use the particular tool to win on Monday, does not mean that same tool will help you win on Tuesday. Have you not tried to use wire to ask somebody for money and it chopped the person? Try that same wire another day. This has happened to me several times. In fact, the worst one is when somebody looks at you and says, whatever your problem is, I'll solve it for you. Just keep coming to me. Be very careful. That's where you apply wisdom. Not that the person will get tired of you. But have you forgotten that God is the God of times and season? That the person has today does not mean he will have tomorrow. So the best you can do that once that person gives you a blank check and says, I am responsible for all your needs. The best you can do is keep praying for that person. That's the best you can do. Keep praying for that person. Because what you simply just signed off for is that if that person goes down, you are going down. But when that person goes up, you're going up. What did Pastor Tiberi tell Kunle Ajayi? He said, if you are, they said, the more I keep going up, you are going up. That's what Pastor Chris even tells a lot of music ministers. If you stick to the message in this ministry, as far as we go, you go. See what sinners' life has turned out to be. Give us this day our deliberate. And forgive us our sins as we, as we, as we. So you have to forgive first. You see where he talks about turning away from your wicked ways. Stop trying to pay people that did you wrong with wickedness. It's not worth it. Many of the times, the people that did you wrong, there's a spirit behind it. Why do you hate that brother? You can't really tell. Why do you hate him? Because he was eating gala and he did not give me. That's why you hate him. i never forget in Houston when, I, when somebody was having a conversation with me. He said, I really don't like this girl. I don't want her anywhere around me. I said, why? He said, she just makes me feel less in my beauty. Eh? Uh, see, what I just said to you now is what some ladies are battling with. They cannot make friends with some people because they think that person is more beautiful than them. They feel it's intimidating. If you're in this place and you still get intimidated, you are the problem of yourself. Because the person that you think is intimidating you is not even sending you. It's not. So I don't want to move too close. It's why those that will tell you, I don't want to, I don't want to move too close to the pastor. Why? Because he's more spiritual than me. What makes you think the pastor is more spiritual? If God opens the eyes of almost everybody here, don't be shocked that this protocol guy can be more spiritual than me. That I'm holding the microphone and standing in front of you does not make me spiritual. As a matter of fact, I'm teaching you what God laid in my heart, not what I laid in my heart. So if I'm to tell you what I laid in my heart, I might not even be saying the things I'm saying now. Say, I don't want to move too close. It's too spiritual. Every time I move to him, he's, he's speaking in tongues. Even when Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you all, he still made them understand that he's going through pains and agony. That you speak in tongues is not liberty. That you speak in tongues does not mean that you will not go through battles. As a matter of fact, can I be honest with you? Those who carry spirituality on their head, they are the ones going through a lot of battles that they can't tell you. They are the ones. They are the ones going through a lot. Because I said, I'm highly spiritual, highly spiritual, highly spiritual. He won't tell you that he's internally sick. He won't tell you. I'm not trying to mock anybody, but paint a picture. Think, go back to social media. Look at those who have fought for the faith and look at how death took them on the platform of sickness. And these were the same people coming to the altar, healing people of different sickness and diseases. The question to ask is, why didn't he heal himself? Spirituality is no gain. It's no gain. Sad. I, 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 I don't want to move too close. I don't want to serve God. Why? Because the demands are too much. The best place to ever walk for your destiny to be beautiful is working for the Lord. That's the best place. That's the best place. I have not seen a job that has eternal value than kingdom service. I have not seen any job on planet Earth 
that has eternal value than kingdom service. What are you doing? Your recessionist has oriented. It will not take you to heaven. You are Shayma Kinde's personal assistant. Even Shayma Kinde is not sure of going to heaven. Talk less of you that you are the PA. Sit down. Forgive us our sins. As we forgive everyone indebted to us. They will be indebted to you. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from the evil one. I told you, every single day of a man's life is filled with evil. But the more you communicate with the right words, the more you are winning. That's why some people ask you, how do you do it? How are you breaking through? Even you cannot explain. Even you cannot explain. So I close with this. Prayer is a potter where your exchange determines your delivery. Prayer is what? It's a potter where your exchange determines your delivery. So if your exchange is not complete, your delivery will be halfway. You know how it works in the business. You pay half for the goods, you get half. You pay the full payment, you get the full goods. I was in a shop one time in Lagos trying to buy some car accessories. A lady was talking to the guy on the phone. The guy kept raking and raking, shouting and He said, oh, guy, what you paid for is the payment of the goods. I will not carry the goods to come and meet you at Onicha. You will pay for transportation. The guy said, how much is transport? He said, I, he said, I can't tell you transportation money until I get to the park. So the exchange has to be complete. The communication has to be complete for the exchange and the delivery to take place. Prayer is a mystery allocated to wise men. To wise men for total recovery and permanent dominion. Show me a man that communicates well. I'll tell you a man that wins all the time. Prayer generates power to ignite your victory. Don't forget, prayer is a lifter. What did I say? Prayer is what? It's a lifter. It's a lifter. Are you tired of your present condition? Engage with the right words and be lifted. Engage with the right words. And lastly, I say, prayer converts your pains to gain. Prayer does what? It converts your pains to gain. Praying on the battlefield of life is entering the battles as a victor and coming out victoriously. There's a way you enter battles. There's a way you enter battles. When the Lord gave us this new place, for those who are here with me that very day, the very first thing we did was not that we were walking around just speaking in tongues. We gave thanks. Even when Jesus wanted to divide the food between 5,000 men, he knew that nothing would happen if I don't give thanks. Thanksgiving is not just thanksgiving. It's also a part of prayer. It's also a part of prayer. Engage with the right words. That's the mystery I they quote to you today. Engage with the right words. Your child is giving you issue. Engage that child with the right words. You don't want to know how stubborn Tomoa was growing up. I was stubborn to the point that they thought I was adopted. Thank God I looked like my father. He's why they knew I was not adopted. I was negatively ridiculous. Hard stories. Hard things that you would not even expect of me to do. Is it me that somebody offended one day and I put rat poison in the person's food? And I still was telling the person, you would die if you eat this food. He said, what did you put there? I said, I put rat poison, you would die. The person thought it was a joke until the person was about to take a spoon. I said, you would die, oh. this is what I put, oh. Are you for it? I put it. He said, why did you do that? He said, well, I said, because you are wicked to me. I said, why am I wicked to you? I'm trying to train you. I said, it's wickedness. You can't be banging my head. It's a weird day. You cannot be banging my head. He said, you are wicked to me. In fact, the people to fear the most are those who don't emanate their weakness in public, but do it in private. I'll tell you what I mean by that. You offend someone like those people, they are planning your downfall in their dream. 
in their dream. And some people don't know that dream is a very powerful potter. As a man thinks in his heart, it's still part of dream. So the day you have that accident, believe you me, you've offended somebody. He dreamt of it. I used to tell my wife when we were saying in a relationship, I said several times I've dreamt that I've used cutlass to cut people's head out of annoyance. Only for the person to call me weeks later and say, hey, what happened? He said, I hit my head on the door. I said, yes, that's my cutlass. Some of you are like that. You paint wickedness in your heart for someone. So I, just, I, I, I can't just wait for him to die. You don't, you don't know how to plan it, but you've taught it. Engage with the right words. You want to win? Engage with the right words. You can always win when you engage with the right words. How did Jesus win? He always engaged with the right words. Jesus Christ saw that they were about to capture him for a particular thing that he knew nothing about. What did he say to them? He said, give what belongs. He said, whose face is on your coin? He said, Caesar. He said, give what belongs to Caesar to Caesar. Give what belongs to God to God. Listen, if you lack wisdom, they'll play you around. Did you hear what I just said? If you lack wisdom, they'll play you around. They'll play you around. Especially in this current society age, I'm appealing to all the single ladies. Wise up. The days are filled with evil. There are more evil men on the street. On the street. I know what I'm saying. Wise up. Wise up. Somebody who is speaking bad about his mother will never respect you. Someone who is telling you, greet my father anyhow, he doesn't care. He's century compliant. Just like today, somebody asked me when we were at the previous venue. The person said, Pastor, help me. I said, with what? He said, I'm dating a guy, okay? We're planning marriage. And he has a bestie, female. Take off. Take off. Don't try to ask who the bestie is. Take off. Tell him I said you should take off. For your own good. Because you'll be shocked you'll have two rooms. One for you, one for the bestie. Wisdom helps you engage with the right words. I know several times of some terrible things that could have happened in this church that could have broken some people down, but I engaged with the right words. When a funny story happened, what did my spiritual father say to me? He said, stop talking about it. He said, the more you talk about it, you are putting attention to that, and then your people begin to see that you're weak. So as a leader, as a person, stop speaking about weakness. That's why I said, let the weak say I'm what? I'm strong. Stop speaking it. Engage with the right words. I love men that paint the future more for their wife than those who are complaining about their present circumstances. Let your wife know that you'll be great. Let your husband know that you'll be a great wife. You're a great brain mother. Say, you, you know me before I married me, before you married me. You know me. I don't take nonsense. Engage with the right words. Engage with the right words. A young brother here got a job on a platform of gold. Went in for that interview. I don't know why he has not shared his testimony. And the HR or maybe the CEO of the company asked him. The CEO said, tell me, what school did you different from? He said, Lautech. What the next thing the He said, tell me successful people that have come out from Lautech. He did not just mention Christian people. He mentioned secular people too. And he included his name. That's wisdom. How come you mentioned 10 successful people that came out from Lautech and you also came out from Lautech and your name is not there? So he mentioned his name. The man, said, the man said to him, to his face, he said, because you mentioned your name, I'm giving you this job. Humility is not stupidity. It's not stupidity. That's why Paul said, I can do all things. True Christ. True Christ. Somebody say, true Christ. True Christ. Engage with the right words. Submit with the right words. Evolve with the right words. Be on your feet this morning. We believe you have been blessed by this audio podcast, and we never like to close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart today, and I am making you the Lord of my life. Amen. Congrats. You are now a child of God. Thank you for listening and downloading Tamiwa Oluwen Podcast. We want to take over nations for Christ. 
partner with us today by visiting www.heavennation.org forward slash donate. Kindly subscribe to get update of new messages and share with your friends and families. We love you and we celebrate you. Thank you.